Hi. 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 Hello. I'm curious about. I'm curious about. I'm curious about. I'm curious about building open, authentic, loving relationship. I'm curious about jealousy. I'm curious about polyamory. Does it just mean that you're fucking all the time? How can I tell my parents that my partner is already married? I'm curious about... How do you know when you're too busy to have another relationship? I'm curious about dominant and subordinate relationships. I'm curious about sexual health. How can relationships relationships evolve with people as they grow and change? Holidays are not a test. They're not a test, people. They feel like a test. Yeah. (laughs) They test my patience. (laughs) Sometimes they test the elastic in my pants. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. They test my budget. They test a lot of things. Hi, welcome to the Curious Fox podcast. This podcast is for those who challenge the status quo in love, sex, and relationships. My name is Effie Blue. And I'm Jacqueline Misla. And on today's episode, Effie and I are going to talk about how to survive the holiday season if you are in an open relationship. And for this particular episode, I have joined Effie in the closet. <laughs> where, where we do our regular programming. <laughs> yes. I have flown halfway around the world. Well, to be in the closet, but I've flown halfway around the world to see my very dear friend for her birthday. Yay! I'm so glad you're here. Such a treat, I think, of all gifts that I got for my birthday. (laughs) And it is my 40th birthday. (laughs) Big number. I think that my favorite gift I got this birthday is you being here. It was nice. It was really, really nice. No, it's so nice. I'm sad that you can't stay I know. longer, but you've been here a week, which is a treat. Yes. Yes. And this is how we are ending it. We're ending it on the floor mm-hmm. of the closet. Of the closet. <laughs> Recording the podcast. Which is perfect. I think this is such a, this is just how we roll. This is like how, uh, how we roll, how our relationship, uh, our relationship is, how our friendship is, how mm-hmm. our work is. Onwards and upwards, we'll find a way to get things done. Yeah. So it was nice. beautiful. Good weather. Mm. Just like, I mean, my favorite part of the trip, apart from you, of course, mm. was the proximity to the water mm. and nature and the food. Mm. In particular, I'm going to miss our mid-morning breakfast and tea and jam. Yeah. That was thing. good. I don't even like breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. Normally, I'm like a coffee girl. Like I have coffee and I'll eat again maybe like around noon or one. But, you know, when in Rome. Mm-hmm. And you have, first of all, like we say jam, right? So depending <laughs> on where you are, you have probably bought your jam, right? <laughs> you have bought your cheese. Here in the blue residence, <laughs> there are cows mm-hmm. and chickens. Mm-hmm. So we had eggs from the chickens. Mm-hmm. We had butter and cheese from the milk from the cow mm-hmm. that was outside, mm-hmm. jam from the fruits. It Made was- by my, mo- my, my mother's fair hands. Yeah. Yeah. Cooked in the sun, by the way. Just a little interlude on the jam that we've been eating. <laughs> so that jam is made by the local fruit uh, where she boils it, but barely, and then leaves it out in the sun with like a sheet of glass over it. And it mm. essentially cooks. Mm. In sunlight. That's incredible. Right? It's just I, delicious stuff. I, it's, and then and then we have that. We have the cheese. We have the jam. And then we have tea. Mm-hmm. There's like constant flowing tea. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of the tea are the little sugar cubes. <laughs> like now I've gone back. In my mind, I've made notes to myself saying things I need to introduce into my Brooklyn life. Mm-hmm. It is tiny glass 
tea cups mm-hmm. and sugar cubes. Right. And the little the, spoon. And the tiny it. little spoon. <laughs> there's like little spoons and there's little tiny glass cups yeah. and little sugar. Just it's like this tiny delicious world mm-hmm. that I have been living in for the past week. Yeah. And the sesame bread. And the sesame bread. Which I totally get. <sighs> yeah, I know. Well, I hope um what you're taking away is that you're gonna come back. Yes. We'll come back. Which um which I think I'll be bouncing back on back and forth between here and New York. So mm-hmm. back to New York, of course, city life, love that city. And then, you know, some getaways in nature. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Hopefully post-COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was not ideal to travel 16 hours mm. in the midst of a pandemic. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that meant finding the strongest mask that I could possibly buy <laughs> and wearing like big blue gloves throughout my whole travel. Mm-hmm. But actually the real downside, apart from all of that, was going away and having... Mm-hmm. Like a number of people who miss me and love me and are waiting for me. Well, that's oh, I should. Re- yeah, I was going to say I should <laughs> that's not really a downside. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> people loving me and missing me is not the downside. Boo! Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the worst part is how everyone loves me and misses me. It's just terrible. No, the, the, the I should clarify. The downside is figuring out how and when to spend time with everybody mm-hmm. when I get back because that's really complicated. It is. Yeah. It is. Well, we do say the hardest part of non-monogamy is scheduling for a reason. Yeah. And often when we say that, people think that, oh, it's for date nights. No people. We mean life. <laughs> yes. Scheduling life. Yes, 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 yes. Because I am arriving the evening before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to be navigating both seeing everyone and making up time for being on this trip and splitting my time with the holiday celebration. That's some scheduled gymnastics. <laughs> um, how, how? How are you doing that, Jackie? <laughs> I am. I'm going to spend Thanksgiving with my partner and my daughter while my wife takes a few days to herself. And then my daughter and I will spend the second half of the holiday weekend with my wife. I know that I am not... I'm not the only one mm. who is having multiple conversations with Google calendars in hand. We have just entered into the clusterfuck of the holiday season. Mm-hmm. In almost rapid succession, we are going to have Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's, and Valentine's in the States. So that's what we want to explore today. Yeah. How do you uh, survive the holidays and hopefully even thrive, maybe, mm-hmm. if you're in an open relationship? For sure. The holiday season can definitely be a minefield for those who have non-traditional, non-normative relationship structures. I think at the most familiar, we have divorced household, mm-hmm. a blended blended homes, blended families. Mm-hmm. And then when you enter the non-monogamous territory with potentially multiple partners, multiple households, chosen families, it gets complicated pretty quickly. And people can get hurt pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I think that's one of the things that I am mindful of is I really do certainly love as, you know, my daughter and my partners are are texting me and saying that they miss me and can't wait till I get home. And I think part of that is what's on my mind is, you know, there's like the who do you see first? Who do you call mm-hmm. first? Who do you video first when they mm-hmm. when they know like right now after this podcast episode, like everyone knows I'm recording this and they're like, reach out to me afterwards. Mm-hmm. And like, what's the order of the reach out? Yeah, and know, you don't want sad. anyone to get hurt. And, For yeah. sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And. By the way, so we know this podcast is going to drop the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So let's 
pause for a second mm-hmm. and let's send virtual hugs to those who struggled over mm-hmm. the holidays and high five to those who survived. <laughs> well done, everyone. Good job. <laughs> One holiday down, four to go. <laughs> Good work. Um, for sure. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like three main issues come up, right, during the holidays. I think... Okay. One is getting everyone around the same table, right? And that's if it's available to you, right? It's not mm-hmm. available to everyone. It's not available if not everybody wants to be around the table. But if even if they do, just to make that happen, make mm-hmm. sure that it's exponential, right? It, gr- it can grow quite quickly. If you have a partner who has another partner, who has another family, who has another... Mm-hmm. Co- like by the time you sort of get everyone around the table, it's kind of hard. Um, yeah. Even if everyone's willing, it's just like, it's hard. I feel like the second main issue is dealing with friends and family, having to explain your situation if you're out to them, right? Mm. And this could be this could be either with the partners there or without the partners there, right? So it's like if you did bring your wife and your partner home for the holidays, you might have to just be explaining, you know, trying to explain, trying to get your p- parents and family to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. That and within itself a challenge. Or you might not even have your partners with you, but they're asking after it. They're asking after them. They're wondering right. why, you know, they may get curious. They may get pushy. They may not understand. It could be, you know, tension. So that's definitely yeah. another one. I've been thinking about that, that when my wife talks to her mom or her family, and for Thanksgiving and they're mm. like, oh, what are you and Jackie doing mm. today? She could lie. She could avoid answering mm. or she could say I'm alone and Jackie's with her partner. Mm. And then there's more conversation that needs yeah. to be had. Like it's not to your point. It's not just having the conversation with who I'm going to bring home. Mm-hmm. It's having the conversation if someone is visibly absent right. from being in the celebration. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And the third main issue is. Missing someone because they can't be there for some reason. It could be because they have other commitments. It could be because your structure doesn't really have room for auxiliary partners during Mm -hmm. the holidays. Mm -hmm. It could be that your partners don't want to be, don't want to get together. And many other reasons, just people aren't able to be there. And that's that's like another issue that people have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. So getting people around the table... If you can get people around the table mm-hmm. having the conversation, if you can't get people around the table having the, the conversation, conversation. Mm-hmm. and then, yeah, I'm missing people who weren't able to come around the table, either because, to your point, they're mm-hmm. with their families or because they don't want to be or because your particular setup doesn't allow for that to happen. Mm-hmm. At so, some point, you're like, yeah. fuck this. Yeah. How do they suck? <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving is canceled. <laughs> right. Then it's like Thanksgiving is canceled. But then what about Christmas? But then what about New Year's? Yeah. But then what about Valentine's Day? Totally. What about Hanukkah? Like all, yeah. all in a row. It's all canceled. No more holidays. Yeah. So what do you do? Um, yeah, exactly. What do you do? What do you do? That's the end of the podcast. (laughs) Good luck, everyone. (laughs) Best of luck. (laughs) Call us, let us know how you got on. (laughs) Good job. We're thinking of you. (laughs) No, Uh, no, no. no. Let's, uh, let's give people some, some support. Okay. Some tips. Let's start with the most optimistic, the most, Mm -hmm. um, holding hands and singing kumbaya type situation. This was the kind of situation that you were in, you know, what you call kitchen table poly, where people could get together and people wanted to be together and there was room and transparency enough Mm -hmm. for that. So these were kind of some of the scenarios that you had to think about. Yeah. I'm going to say ideally because it's my ideal. It might not be ideal for other people, so forgive me. But 
a situation where everybody can be around the table or in the same room for the holidays, I would say with caution. Mm. So just saying, yay, let's everyone be there sounds great. But you do need to have some conversations. And um, even the most fluid, long-term, multiple relationships still need a punctuation around a holiday because it's inevitable that people have expectations of what it might look like or they might have some needs that needs to be addressed. So also just to be clear on who's going to be where, when, with whom and, and all that kind of stuff. So by all means, getting everybody around the same table or in the same room is great. I would advise to also just to have conversations around that. So mm. making sure that if there are any expectations, it's aired and managed, that all the needs are addressed and that there is enough transparency in planning for people to make decisions for themselves. So they can decide things like, oh, I'm going to just dip in for a drink and say hello to everyone and then leave. Mm. Or, you know, someone might want to stay for the whole time because they want to spend time with the partners and all their metamors. And somebody else might want to say, look, I'm going to come early, have you help set up, and then I'm going to, you know, that will be my time spent with you and then I'm going to leave because I'm going to see my other partner or I'm going to mm. stay, I'm going to be somewhere else and then I'm going to come and help clear up and maybe spend the night with you or... And also just deciding like who's who's spending the night with whom when everyone's in the same room. Then there's like transparency and planning beforehand so that everyone's gonna, you know, everybody can dance around each other with grace and comfort and safety and love and that no one's getting hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because I think when I heard, first heard you talk about Kitchen Table Polly and literally gathering around the kitchen table to have brunch together mm -hmm. um, in this in the situation you were recently in. You're all living in the same home and different floors. And I was like, yes to that. Like first I was, I thought to myself, is that a thing? Like, is that allowed? Do people know that you're doing that? Is that a thing that everyone's okay with? Then once you said, yes, that's allowed. You mm -hmm. can do that. I was like, I want that thing. Mm -hmm. And I wanted that thing for a long time. And then quarantine happened mm. and I got a little taste of that thing. That thing's a little harder than I thought it was going to mm. be. We, in the beginning, back in March, March and April, my, my wife, my partner, my daughter and myself all quarantined together for three weeks. This was the first time that we had all stayed together. And it was it was lovely. Honestly, it was drama free. It was lovely. We had meals together. We cooked together. Everyone got along really well. And there were things that I had not thought of, in, including who was I going to spend the night with mm -hmm. on which night? And, you know, what happened when people had different dietary needs mm -hmm. and how, you know, the amount of food and we go food shopping and the fact that I'm a parent and all of those things I just had not thought through. Mm -hmm. And I was so worried, honestly, about them getting along and everyone else feeling comfortable. It had not occurred to me that I would feel uncomfortable. Sure. And, you know, do I share, do I have, uh, you know, physical affection? And who do I, when I said babe, for example, my daughter, my partner, my wife would all look at me. <laughs> I call Major confusion. Uh -huh. And so just like things like that, I, I had not thought of. And so it really did make me think about do I want that over the holidays? <laughs> like, sure. Do I want that kind of some things that feel a little awkward or uncomfortable? And maybe you have to keep doing it and get through it. But this year we decided not to be together. 
The thing that worked out for me is that my wife, really the only holiday that she really cares about is, or the holidays are her birthday and Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. Like the Christmas, kind of Christmas Eve into Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And everything else she could care less about Valentine's Day. She would actually prefer to not do anything on Valentine's Day. Thanksgiving, she didn't mind. And so I kind of lucked out in that way Mm -hmm. because I think my partner cared more about it. And so Mm -hmm. we're spending time together. But yeah, they just were like, no, we don't need to be together. Fair enough. You can actually have conversations with your partners and figure out which holidays mean the most to them. So like Loretta, my for me, the most important day is my birthday. And in an ideal situation, I would want all my partners to be there. And even if they don't get on with each other, I would like for them to just be civil for that one day, one evening and spend time with me. So that would be my request. And then I'm also a big fan of New Year's Eve but I wouldn't necessarily want my partners there. Like those are my days. And any other day, like Thanksgiving, for example, I'm not American. I didn't grow up with Thanksgiving. I can, you know, take it or leave it. If my partners are like, you know, I'm going to go home for Thanksgiving and my parents are not quite sure. I'll be like, okay, go for it. I don't mind. And I think it's really about that. I think it's really understanding and having conversations with everyone to see which holidays mean more for people and then people can sort of say, I want this one, I want that one. Mm-hmm. And then it's an open open dialogue. And I think it's also to kind of, to see like what holiday means what. You know, maybe somebody thinks that Christmas is all about family, whereas somebody else thinks Thanksgiving is all about family. Mm. Or, you know, someone's like, actually, it's like Friendsgiving is what Thanksgiving is, is about for me. Or partners with different religions you know like maybe Christmas means nothing to somebody who's Jewish and then they want Hanukkah and you know all those things and really the only way to figure it out is to kind of sit there make a list Mm -hmm. go through you know people are honest they say this is important to me this is not important to me Google Calendar is your friend Mm -hmm. and you kind of figure it out and I think that's kind of where you ended up yeah do believe that some people will be disappointed I think it's about trying to show up with with love in the conversation, mm-hmm. show up with a spirit of generosity, a spirit of curiosity, mm-hmm. and really trying to think creatively about how to meet all the needs. Mm-hmm. And the other piece that I would include in there is making sure that you do not get lost in the mix. I think mm-hmm. something that is important for me to continue to remember which was why, honestly, this trip was so important to me, too, because I didn't bring any of my lovely people. Mm-hmm. I came to visit one person that I loved and I left the other people that I loved back mm-hmm. in the States is to make sure that you don't schedule out yourself so much that then you feel so consumed that you have nothing left for yourself. And so ensure as you're looking at your Google calendar and scheduling out holidays that you're also including some time for yourself. Right, right. And figuring out what. Which holiday is important to you? Yeah. And what is it that you want? This yeah. is what I'm saying. Like for my birthdays, like I would want. That's why you being here means so much to me because like my birthday is important to me. I would something that I would be like adamant about. And some people feel strongly about Christmas. And so you do You need to kind of know what's important to you as well, rather than just be wanting to be catering for everyone. I yeah. think that is really important. And I think this goes the other way when you have a partner. So we're talking about this as if you're scheduling. Mm-hmm. But I, this past birthday, when it was my wife's birthday, she had the opportunity to spend the, the weekend with her partner. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time since we've been together that we had not been together on her birthday. Mm-hmm. And so when she first mentioned 
spending time. She thought, could I spend a half day? Could I figure out a day? And I could see, I could observe her trying to work out how she could include me because she knew it was important for me to be there for her birthday. Mm -hmm. And in that process, I realized that was actually about me and not her. Mm. And so then I said, well, what if you don't see me? And what if you guys spend the weekend and we will connect when you get back? And there was like a load lifted. She was like, oh, that's okay. Like, are you okay with that? Is that okay? It's like, is that what you would want? She's like, I think that would be great if I could. Mm-hmm. And I was like, then yeah, let's do that. And it felt a little weird. It felt it felt uncomfortable. It felt strange. And it was her birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't about me. And so I think that if you are the person on the other side, really trying to also come from a place of, grace and giving and love mm. and not hoard all the holidays for, sure. for yourself. Yeah. And that's very generous of you. I don't know. Did you find that the fact that she was trying to make it work with you in mind? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wonder if that was like, not enough for you, but that was like, oh, yeah. like, I am considered. Like, it is one day. It's hard to split it up. Absolutely right. Mm. I think that if she had per- perhaps said... If she had approached in a different way, mm-hmm. I may have felt a little different. And not that that way. If she, you should always ask for everything that you want mm-hmm. all the time with no expectations, as Angie Gunn has Angie told Gunn. us, right? Yeah. And so she could have said, hey, I really would love to spend the weekend. How do you feel about that? And mm-hmm. I, I would have still got there and said, mm-hmm. absolutely. It was nice that it was almost a gift from me. Mm-hmm. It felt nice that she, I could tell she was trying to consider me and that I could instead say, no, no, no you should do this. This is for you. And frankly, what I did is the advice that we give folks is I made that weekend then about me and my daughter Mm -hmm. and we planned activities and we had like a sleepover and the bed together. And I just thought about all the things that I could do that felt like thriving Mm -hmm. in her absence. Mm -hmm. And then everybody had fun that weekend. Great. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And I think that's, Thing, I mean, isn't that also the holiday spirit? Yeah. That isn't that literally the holiday spirit of, yeah. all, of, yeah. of most of these holidays? And but. let me say, I feel really grateful that we got to a place where I could see her spending time with that other person mm-hmm. as not taking away from me or mm-hmm. being about me or choosing me mm-hmm. or all those things. Like, I feel grateful that I could realize as you said earlier on, like it's it's not just about scheduling date nights. It's about a life, scheduling mm-hmm. a life. And what that means is there were many, 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 many other days Absolutely. that we could schedule together. Absolutely. I think that's, I would say that's the next thing that we, it's worth mentioning is like mm-hmm. a, as a, a suggestion that letting go of stories around what what does it mean for people to do whatever they're doing during the holidays? So what I mean about stories is like, well, if they loved me, they'd choose to be with me during this holiday. Mm. Or they don't care about spending time with the family because they are choosing to be with their partner. Or I'm clearly not a priority. Or anything like that. Meaning um, really sort of coming coming up with stories around the holidays. Because ultimately, holidays are not a test. They are... Mm. they're a day that you have to sort of make work and you know you need to figure out how to do that and coming up with a story around it isn't helpful for anybody I think that's huge I think I just need you to pause there Mm -hmm. and just repeat that holidays are not a test they are not a test people they feel like a test yeah (laughs) they test my patience (laughs) 
<laughs> Sometimes they test the elastic in my pants. Uh-huh, uh-huh, um, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. They test my budget. They test a lot of things. I think that there's enough pressure embedded in a holiday, embedded in getting together with family and what are people going to cook and the cost of gifts mm-hmm. and what and all the things, particularly in the midst of COVID, mm-hmm. for it to be then a, a now a test of your love and polyamory status or mono- or or hierarchy. Yeah, too much pressure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, they're not a test. They are not a test. There's something that you need to navigate and negotiate, and but not something that you're gonna win or fail, or you're gonna, mm. you know, get a gold star or fail at. You know, it's just something that you have to, to figure out, and you do that through, surprisingly enough, communication. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Um, you gotta do that thing, the yeah. communication thing, and. You know, you need to also compromise. Mm-hmm. You need to be caring and compassionate, all the C's. Yes. And figure it out as adults, you yeah. know. If for some reason you're not getting exactly what you need, you know. Uh, somebody has a commitment that they just can't break or there is travel involved. Or, I mean, I can think of a million reasons why you might not get exactly what you want on, on this holiday, on whatever holidays. Then... Okay, well, problem solve, create a problem solve. Yeah. What else would feel good? Would text messages feel good? Would calls feel good? Mm. Would video call present opening feels good? Mm. Yeah. You know, so just think creatively on, okay, you can't have exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. That sucks. I'm truly sorry. Let's move on. Let's make the best of the situation. Mm-hmm. What can you do? Let's, you know, let's get creative. Let's be, yeah. let's negotiate. Let's problem solve. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about my daughter who, you know, we are, her father and I are, are divorced. And so she has separate houses and separate holidays and separate things like that. And there's a piece of her that feels certainly that she wishes that we were all together. And and we make times to do that, particularly on, on days like her birthday. But she also is excited to have like two Christmases. She has like 10 Christmases, first of all, because we get together with my family. We get together with my wife's family. She gets together with her dad's family. Then she has something with just the three. Like she has like 100 Christmases. And so I think we need to embody like the divorced child who gets a thousand thousand birthdays and holidays and just be happy that we get to continue to celebrate. Like, yeah, exactly. And I think. It's the, what we make of it, what we believe, like we can believe that our partner not being there means they don't love us. Or we can believe that the effort that goes into making that day special some other way is really signifies how much, you know, they feel how much they care about the relationship or how much you care about each other. It's just about what you choose to believe. Yeah. So... Choose yeah. well, folks. Choose well. Choose wisely. Yeah, yeah. And 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 let me say, I'm I'm saying this also from the place of that was me. Mm-hmm. I did feel like I wasn't chosen if I wasn't chosen, and mm-hmm. I felt like that was a statement. And I did feel territorial mm-hmm. about days, about places. At some point in my relationship, I was like, here are the list of restaurants. Not even that. Here, like at some point, I was like, all of Brooklyn is off the table. And then I was like, okay, fine. Dumbo, can we go to Dumbo? Okay, <laughs> that restaurant in Dumbo, like I I would be mm-hmm. negotiating spaces. Mm-hmm. And then over time, you know, it just, it didn't matter mm-hmm. anymore. I remember one time my my wife, who had nothing to do with the birthing of my child, was nowhere near the birthing, mm-hmm. either the, the conception or the birth of my child, took me out for Mother's Day. And it was beautiful. Oh, that's so nice. She took me out to this rooftop restaurant. And then she took me to a jewelry store mm. and got me a present. And there was 
there's again no reason for her to do that and that was really beautiful and lovely and that is not a holiday actually that has I've celebrated like Mother's Day wasn't a thing for me Mm. I did stuff with my own mother and so we like created our own things that were special like we decided maybe this is special for other people but this is going to be special Mm -hmm. for us or this is going to be special for my partner but this is going to be special for us Mm -hmm. and so that was kind of cool I love that I love that and I think again yet another great um, suggestion, you know, making traditions and holidays and special days that are specific to you rather mm. than kind of the, the the ones that are imposed upon us, right? Mm. So I think that if you are opting in to be in a non-traditional structure, that you also need to let go a little bit of other traditions. Mm. That's a good point. That's a kind of the, I guess, the price you pay, you know, mm-hmm. you... There, there are things you can do. We talked about you can create your own. You can pick alternate days. You can create your own. But at some point, you need to realize that if your relationship structure can afford you all the things that you want, that mm-hmm. you're thriving, you are surrounded by abundant love and you connection and you care about the people and they care about you, that you might just not get to have it all, that you might just have to let some things go. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with your relationship or that does, that isn't, that there's something wrong with your relationship structure or what you've chosen for yourself. It's just like, it's hard to have it all. Yeah. And, you know, there are a bajillion other days in a year and one day does not define your entire relationship or relationships. Yeah. And I would even expand on it. I would say it's not even having it all. It's having it all at the same time. Right. Because again, you could have as many Thanksgivings as you would like, as many Christmases and Hanukkahs and Valentine's Day. And how joyful, actually, to have multiple. How joyful if you are solo poly and the the relationships that you're in are are constructed in a way that auxiliary partners aren't a part of those holidays. And there could be a feeling of feeling lonely on those days mm-hmm. if you if you are not engaged in other activities, in other group gatherings, and you can make it special for yourself somehow mm-hmm. and then schedule something with your partner mm-hmm. as a day that feels really unique and creative and just for you. Rebrand Boxing Day mm-hmm. or Black Friday mm-hmm. or some of these other days, right? I feel like some of these days are made up holidays anyway. Right. I think, and I'm actually going to, this is an idea I'm having in the moment and I'm going to institute this in my home. I'm going to make up, we're going to make up a holiday sure. and make up our own name. I love it. Because because you can we can that's it because you can yes so easy and that's and that's exactly what we're saying like create your own traditions create your own holidays you have already chosen your own path by saying mm. that the societal prescription of monogamy doesn't work for me so yeah. I, you're deviating from the norm anyway yeah so why don't you just go all out <laughs> and really design not only design your relationship but design the life that goes with it yes. and that includes holidays that includes traditions that includes rituals yeah you know like figure out the day give it a name make up a ritual yes do it it's yours <gasps> align the ritual with your love language oh my god yeah so the if, possibilities are endless. right if gifts are the thing make it just like all about give it's yeah. if like physical attention make like a cuddle day <gasps> cuddle oh my god a cuddle day. Cuddle day. Official cuddle day. <gasps> and then you can get, see, we're like, now, 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 that's it. We're going to do another just podcast episode on this. So, then you can have like matching pajamas <gasps> on cuddle day oh. and get like matching like weighted blankets or something. I love that. <gasps> it could be like, it could be like, oh, do you know the month, my least favorite month? Yes. February. Yes. February sucks. Yes. 
And then it's February and then March is spring, but it's still kind of cold. And it's not until April, really, where like some stuff is happening. You get some breaks. Yes. Cuddle day when like weather sucks. Yes. There's nothing to do. Yes. It gets dark. Yes. Like pajamas all day. Yes. Yes, you order pancakes or you make pancakes Ugh. with like fruits in them. Mm-hmm. You watch, you you gather throughout the year, you make a list of the movies that you're going to watch oh, to nice. binge, all of those I things. Or if love lang- if your love language is words of affirmation, maybe then there's like a poetry day. And you even, I still say we're going to do this in February, March now. We're going to put a blanket down mm. on the floor. We're going to have an indoor picnic. Mm. We're going to get cheese and wine and olives and Italian bread. And we are going to read each other poetry. I love it. That's what we're going to do. Great. Because you can. Mm-hmm. And it's official if you make it official. Yes. And you put it on the calendar. Yes. And it's a tradition. And in your case, like, it's actually kind of fun. Like, then it could be like the family holiday that you do. And then the tradition goes on. And, you know, your daughter can take it to her relationships and then maybe her kids. And then if there's official cuddle day or official Misla family tradition day. Yes. And because the truth is holidays and the meaning of them and how you celebrate them change over time anyway. When I was a very young kid, we would gather with my whole extended family and cousins and all those things. As we got older and started to do that less, we we wouldn't open gifts that were toys and play with them all day. We would open like clothes mm-hmm. to which you were like, oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And then like 10 minutes later, that part of the day is done. Yeah. And so then we would go to the movies and we would have Chinese food because those are the only two things that were open on Christmas in New York. Mm-hmm. And that became our tradition. It felt like Tom Hanks had a movie out every Christmas. So we'd watch a Tom Hanks movie. Uh We'd go to a Chinese restaurant. And then when I got married, we had a different tradition because we had stuff with my daughter. Mm -hmm. And so this idea that there is tradition Mm -hmm. with like a capital T Mm -hmm. that has been going on for generations, Mm -hmm. it's just not true. It's not true. And so then now it's a new phase and you start a new set of things to do. Now, what happens if you can't find people to do things with on particular days? Well, the thing that we go back to with any of these things, community, community, yeah. community. Yeah. It's really important that you, we, mm-hmm. nurture relationships yeah. beyond our romantic relationships or romantic entanglements. That we are, we have friends, we have family, we have community where we can also gather if this is what we want to celebrate whatever holiday is coming up. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of Friendsgiving. Like I don't, Thanksgiving, as a as an immigrant who didn't grow up in the U.S., I don't quite get it. I don't have any affinity to it. But I have been invited to many Friendsgivings, and it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. Let me say, as someone who grew up in the United States and knows the meaning of Thanksgiving, I still don't get it. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I get it in a way that's, like, not good. Like, uh-huh. the origins of most holidays mm-hmm. um, are problematic. But this is, again, we keep going back. It's what we made out of it. Exactly. And so, yes, community, community. creativity, communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also, let's just throw in all the seeds. Commitment to having fun. Mm-hmm. Right? You can commit mm-hmm. to, like, I'm gonna, if you want to make the most of it. Yes. Or if you want to have a specific experience, you can do that. You mm-hmm. know? You can really just be creative with it and, and do the thing. And that's fair. Having a community to rely upon or to lean on are important in any situation. Yeah. And in situations like this, it becomes even more crucial. Yeah. So I remember when I didn't get my way and, you know, if my wife was out or something and, you know, even my partner, when she recently, when she started dating someone and I would, 
there would part of me that it would like tantrum for a mm-hmm. little bit mm-hmm. and and you know would spend let's say if they were out would spend the night like checking locations on phones mm-hmm. or huffing and puffing or being mad about it mm-hmm. and then at some point I was like what am I doing mm-hmm. like I'm just wasting to your point around like I am choosing to be miserable mm-hmm. versus choosing to have fun and then of course I would lean inevitably into my Netflix and Thai food mm-hmm. that is my go-to joy it is joy yes I get to watch as many you know episodes of whatever the thing is mm-hmm. I don't have to I can eat all the Thai food that no one else wants to eat mm-hmm. except me on my own choose fun choose fun absolutely absolutely and realize that with all the best of intentions with all the planning with all the transparency with all the communication and everything in place things go wrong Mm. so that's not the end of the world Mm -hmm. don't fret Mm -hmm. there'll be plenty more room Mm -hmm. there are plenty more opportunities (laughs) you can always try again Mm -hmm. and if things don't go well if people get hurt people feel left out people feel sensitive and sad whatever happens pause take a deep breath Mm -hmm. apologize Mm Figure out how it can be better the next time. Mm-hmm. Figure out what it takes to make, you know, make, maybe make it up to them. And onwards, you know, it's yeah. like you're not going to get it right. Sometimes it's going to suck. It's, it's going to happen. So just apologize and see what, you know, what went wrong and see if it can be avoided next time. And if you're if you're on the receiving end of this, if you got hurt somehow, you felt that you left out, that you maybe thought that you were going to see somebody and you didn't or something happened and it didn't go well for you. I'm sorry. Um, Mm -hmm. It sucks. You know, I I can see how it's hard to ignore like when everyone's like having fun, it's all over social media and then you for some reason missed out, got missed out or you missed out or you felt hurt, left out. It sucks. I hear you. I'm sorry. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Figure out how you want things to be different the next time. Be willing to communicate. Mm. Hopefully you're with people who will hear you, who will understand, who can help you feel better and maybe plan things in a way that maybe you could try something else the next time and be willing to forgive and move on. Mm -hmm. Because that's what the holidays are about. And again, particularly during these few months, there's going to be another holiday right around the corner for you to try again. (laughs) And maybe who the people who did not celebrate Thanksgiving together could buy each other little cheap gifts on Black Friday. Black Friday is a day for shopping, apparently. Yes. Funny you should say that. (laughs) I've been seeing Black Friday ads around town and... We don't even celebrate Thanksgiving around here. And there's like Black Friday ads everywhere. I don't know. It's weird. It's it's like shops. It's an import. From it's US. an import holiday. It's like crazy. I don't even know. I don't even think people know that Black Friday is about Thanksgiving. And we don't have Thanksgiving. It's all very, very, very confusing. What, is, what does Black Friday even mean? I think it's because it's sad and black day in America because people are physically assaulting each other for TVs. <laughs> I think people are just like physically stepping on each other to buy like cheap merchandise. And it's like a sad and black, oh black experience. Um, no, actually, I think, I think it has to do with like businesses finally being in the black financially after Thanksgiving because of the holiday season. But I think that the first explanation feels more fitting. Yeah, no, I definitely, yes, yes. I have seen like the surges into stores where people are like, it's a, yeah, it's like the opposite of holiday spirit. For sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
However, we are having a very civilized little Black Friday sale of our own. No one's trampling over anyone. <laughs> That's not how we do it around here, people. Uh, very civilized. Very civilized. If you listen to our last podcast episode, you know that we've partnered with Slime Square Slimes to have an exclusive, limited edition, Curious Fox Slime. Slime Square has mystery boxes with a variety of different slime textures, scents, and colors. And if you go to slimesquareslime.com or find Slime Square Slime on Etsy and use the promo code CuriousFox at checkout, you'll get a limited edition orange Curious Fox Slime with a little fox charm at the end as a part of your mystery box and get 20% off and free shipping. I should note two things. Number one, Slime Square Slime is a play off of Times Square. So it's a local business out of the Curious Fox hometown of Brooklyn. And B, it is owned and run by a fox cub who is also my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) And our last podcast guest. Yes, exactly. And by the way, if you haven't listened to the previous podcast, if you don't listen to any, any of our podcasts, you just happen to stumble over this part of the podcast for some reason. You're like scrolling through and you're like, who are these people? Slime, slime square slime. What am I doing? Who who am I? Just pause. <laughs> don't panic. Just listen. Just like either scroll to the top of this one and listen. But even better, go back one episode and listen to the previous episode from the mouth of babes and you will be amazed by my one of my favorite creatures in the world, mm-hmm. Jackie's daughter, talking about her life and being an open family with a mom and mom's wife and girlfriend and dad and, and how she manages all of this with grace and brilliance and humor. So if you're not going to do anything... Just go back and listen to that episode and then come back and listen to the beginning of this episode. (laughs) But but really, go back and listen to that episode because it's brilliant. And then while you're there, just binge all the episodes. (laughs) Yes. You know, if if that this is that should have been a tip. If so, if you are not going to some holiday and you're creating a new holiday, there should be a Curious Fox holiday. Oh, my God. Yes. Why didn't you not think about that? Yes. A holiday that's a holiday that celebrates curiosity. Yes. Love that. Yes. And you can have a mystery box to go on that holiday. That could be the gift because you're curious and you don't know what's in the box. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. You guys. (laughs) Thank you for being a part of our creation. (laughs) (laughs) If you you want to check out the slime, you can go see the ooey gooey greatness on our Instagram at We Are Curious Foxes or at Slime Square Slime. And while you're there, why don't you click on that little blue follow button for We Are Curious Fox and you could stay connected with us and join in on all this fun. We are having cuddle parties and <laughs> picnics and curiosity days. Uh-huh. Um, do you want to be a part of this? You, <laughs> you do. You do. Yes. Like, if you don't, what's wrong with you? No, I'm joking. We love you anyway. It's we okay. You. you don't have to. But like you're missing out. But click on the blue follow exactly. button. And, <laughs> <laughs> and since you're on your phone already, mm-hmm. might as well just join our Facebook group and like and share and follow the podcast. It is all so easy. Our phones make everything possible, Mm -hmm. including supporting your local Curious Fox community. Mm -hmm. And if you want to really support us, then go on to Patreon. Find us at We Are Curious Foxes on Patreon. 
If you become a supporter of the Curious Fox community, you get access to exclusive events, podcast extras, and more. Our last podcast, we recorded over two hours of content and had to like whittle it down to an hour. So we're going to carve out some bonus features from there. And then you can always share ideas with us and questions. Just let us know that you're listening by emailing us at listening at wearecuriousfoxes.com. Or you could record a question for the show by calling us at 201-870-0063. This episode is produced and edited by the spectacular and very talented Nina Pollock. Our intro music is composed by Dave Saha, and we are very grateful for their work. And we are grateful for you for listening. As always, stay curious, friends. Curious Fox Podcast is not and will never be the final word on any topic. We solely aim to encourage curiosity and provide a space for exploration through connection and story. We encourage you to listen with an open and curious mind and we'll look forward to your feedback. Stay curious, friends. Stay curious. 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 Stay curious.